Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host. Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about gaining self-control. This is a teaching podcast, so go and grab your Bibles and something to write with, as I believe I have a really good show for you today. So we are in the throes of the new year. And I pray that no matter where you are, that you are starting this new year off right. And I thought it would be apropos that we talk about gaining self-control. We want to continue with our new year this month of January, having momentum and speed and intensity and passion. We don't want to find ourselves in March being tired and worn out with the things that we said we would do. But I really do believe we need to gain some self-control. So I want to talk about that today. Day. If you will go to Galatians chapter 5, verse number 22 and 23, if you have your Bibles, grab it. If not, just take a mental note and read it and reread it as much as you can because I want to kind of massage this into your spirit today. So in Galatians chapter 5, verse number 22 and 23, notice what this passage of scripture says. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness faith. Verse 23, meekness, temperance against such there is no law. If you are a Bible reader, you've read this passage of scripture like me many times. And so verse number three is really what I want to magnify. It says meekness, temperance against such there is no law. Underscore this word temperance because what it means is self-control. Many times when we think of temperance, we may not truly understand what this word actually means, but it really means self-control. And so the Apostle Paul is really trying to help us to understand some things really about this passage. And these are fruits of the Spirit. As a matter of fact, the scripture says, but the fruit of the Spirit, not fruits with an S. So the fruit of the Spirit And he begins to delineate and talk about this. One of the things about fruit is that it has to be cultivated. Anybody that plants flowers and trees and vegetables and fruit of different kinds, you know that you have to cultivate fruit. So when we think of this, these are not the gifts of the Spirit, things that Jesus gives, but these are fruit of the Spirit something that we must cultivate. So when we think of it from that plane, we have to cultivate love and joy and peace and long suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness and temperance. So this is one of the things or one of the reasons why people really don't grow in Christ is because they don't take the time to cultivate these things. If you don't cultivate love, you just not going to have any. If you don't cultivate joy, that means you got to work on it. You got to continually grow your love, your joy, your peace, your long suffering. And one of the ways that the spirit of God cultivates these things inside of us, that he puts us 
in different places with different people. And these people become our grace growers. And so you can go into a situation with somebody you don't like or somebody you can't really care for, but the spirit of God is leading you and I into these particular situations so we can cultivate and grow our temperance. So we can cultivate and grow our meekness because if we don't cultivate it and grow it, these fruit of the spirit, they're not going to maximize and be all that the spirit of the Lord desires them to be. So I think this is so important before I give you a couple of points here as it relates to cultivating and understanding that these things are not gifts, but these things are the fruit. So we got to make sure that we are cultivating self-control. We really need this in this hour that we live. There are so many people that are out of control, whether they are saved or unsaved. I mean, people will blow up. People will blow things up. They'll just go off on you. I mean, one minute people are happy. The next they're sad. The next they're mad. I mean, people. it just seems to be that so many people don't know how to control their behavior. And we're not talking about kids. We're talking about full grown people who truly don't understand how to keep it together. And I want you to make it to the finish line this year. I want you to be all that God has desired you to be. I want you to have good health, good wealth, good success. I want your marriage to be wonderful, your relationship with your kids. If you want to start a business, I want you to start that business, make all the money you can so you can bless the people of God and people that you know. But more importantly, you can make society better. But trust me, man, we have got to work on cultivating these things. And so I thought it was so important that I talk about this today, because when it comes to self-control, please understand that there is a dilemma for many people. That dilemma is how to actually exercise self-control. See, it's hard to maintain something when it seems like there is so much coming at you. And because life is just going faster and faster and faster, it's so difficult to manage these things. But exercising self-control when your friend betrays you or when your child is being defiant, I'm telling you, it's a difficult task. So I'm not trying to paint this situation as if you're just going to spin around one time and you're going to have self-control. No, as long as you are in the earth, as long as you are alive, you are going to need to work on, watch this, all of the fruit of the spirit, but especially self-control. So what do you do when circumstances and events are causing you to lose your mind, causing you to become something you don't want to be? You got to make sure that you are deliberate about exercising self-control. So when you in the mall, when you on your way to work and somebody cuts you off, somebody got road rage and that spirit get up in you, that attitude, and you ready to give somebody the smoke, you got to calm down. Because watch this. If you don't, you'd be surprised at the people whose lives were snatched away because they just didn't truly know how to exercise their self-control. So we really got to slow things down and really understand and realize that God's word and his way, once that word gets planted in us, it can really help our attitude and our behavior. It can really help us to see things the way the spirit of God wants us to see it. And the crazy thing about it is God's not just going to snatch us about the world. He's going to leave us here. So we got to learn how to manage it, man. 
We got to learn how to manage ourselves, manage our emotion. Everything for you cannot be on 10. Everything for you cannot be an anxiety moment. Everything for you cannot be a stressor. And I realize stress is in the world, but it don't have to be in your world. It don't have to be around you. You can really, truly discern the situation and allow the fruit of the spirit that you are cultivating, especially temperance. Trust me, things for you are going to turn around. So there are some key concepts about self-control that will help you, I believe, once and for all, regain, number one, your willpower, your discipline, and your self-control. So if you're taking some notes, you can write that down your willpower, your discipline, and your self-control. So I want to give you about four of these things that I want you to consider that I think will be important for you to pay attention to so that you can exercise your self-control. Here's point number one. Understand what it really is. That's what we got to do. We got to understand what this really is because understanding what self-control is will help you to find those areas in which you actually lack it. The definition of self-control is the control of one's emotions, desires, and actions. Oftentimes, you will make excuses for your behavior, comparing yourself to other people, but we got to understand that this is a trick of the enemy to keep you believing that just a little bit of sin is it is important to you. You'd be surprised. People like to say, you know what? I don't want to cut out everything. So just this little bit of sin ain't going to matter to God because he knows my heart and he knows this and that. But trust me, sin is no small thing to God. And here's one of the things that I, I define sin as. I spell it out. S-I-N. It's that letter I between S and N that messes us up. Everything seems to be right now in the time and day in which we live about I, what I want to do, what I want to become, I, I, I. And as long as I is there, it's going to hinder our behavior. So we got to get rid of I. We got to bury I, man. We got to bury all the I's in our life and learn how to take up the cause of Christ. Trust me, people that are in jail would tell you, if I just only knew how to control myself in that moment, I might not be in jail. If I only knew how to get it and pull it together, if I only knew how to keep my behavior in control, I wouldn't be in a three by five cell block. No, they wouldn't be there. If I would have only done this, if I only done that, maybe my marriage would have still been together. Maybe my relationship with my kids would have still been together. If I had only knew how to speak to my boss and really go to them respectfully, maybe I wouldn't have gotten fired. I mean, we got to really understand, man, that until we gain some self-control, this thing about I is going to be a big deal. So I don't want you in your mind to say, you know, one sin is greater than the other sin. To God, it is all the same. You know why? Because it has everything to do with you. So you got to understand what this really is. And remember now, you cannot control anybody else, but you can control yourself. Always remember the outcome. Forget about what they're doing. Focus on what you need to do. And remember that in every situation, you are in control. Even when somebody is going off on you, even when somebody is cussing you out, that's their bad day. Don't let their bad day become your bad day. 
Don't let their road rage become your road rage. Don't let their attitude become yours. And I get it. And I'm not saying to you it's easy, but I'm saying to you, man, we got to truly understand what this is. What we need is some discernment. Can you discern what it is and what you need to do in that moment when somebody is pushing your buttons? You got to really be able to size it up and say, you know what? I'm going to remove myself out of this conversation. I'm going to remove myself out of this situation. You got to tell yourself because I'm better than this. I'm not going to let the enemy make it just embarrass me. See, you got to remember that the devil just gets in people because he got to have to, he has to have a body to get inside to do the things that he want to do in people's lives. And so don't you allow the enemy to embarrass you because you don't understand what this really is. This is more about you than it is the person that's being mean and nasty to you. It's always about your response. Your response got to be different. There are times in Jesus' life, if you will really read the scriptures in the Gospels, where he didn't answer people. You know why? Because he knew what was going on. Now, you may say, well, he's Jesus. He's supposed to know. Well, we got the spirit of Christ. We're supposed to know. You have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit shows you things to come. And I want to encourage you today. He want to show you things to come before you get to work, before you get on the freeway, before you deal with your kids, before you have to talk with your spouse or a best friend or somebody else. The Spirit of God wants to help you to understand what this really is about. And that is one of the greatest things that I love about God. When he can educate us on what something is about before I get into a meeting or before I have to talk to somebody, he will help me and show me how I need to talk to them, how I need to maneuver in that conversation. And watch this. And when we take time to acknowledge the Lord in everything we do, you'll find out your self-control will be easy because you already know what's going to happen. Too many of us are just being blindsided by life. And that's not the will of God. So I want you to understand what this really is. Number two, acknowledge where you lack restraint. You got to acknowledge this. Don't make excuses for, don't say, you know, my mama was nasty. My father was, my parents are mean people. Don't get me wrong. I realize that sometimes we are product of where we grow up, but come on now, you grown now. You can't keep making those excuses. You got to acknowledge where your lack and deficiency is. Think about what areas of your life are just out of balance because of a lack of self-control. See, one of the things that I used to do, for an example, I used to, you know, if somebody didn't step up, I would do it because I knew need, I knew something needed to get done and nobody was going to step up. But you know what I needed to exhibit in that moment was some self-control and say, so, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to overexert myself because nobody else is going to step up. And you can look at your life and see some of the things that maybe you got involved in you shouldn't have. And now it has caused you to be out of balance. Another example of that is if you've been driving in your car and you have a, um, a wheel alignment problem and your car is going over to the right or is, is going over to the left because something is out of balance. And the more you try to control that wheel, it just keeps going over to the right or over to the left. We need to get our life in balance. There's a lack there. There's a deficiency there. And so we got to make sure that we acknowledge that. So one of the ways we got to do it is that we got to make a list of those things that you struggle with controlling. Maybe it's your mouth. 
Come on now. Maybe you just can't control your mouth. Maybe it's your attitude. Your attitude is just bad. From sunup to sundown, you got a bad attitude. Maybe you just lie compulsively. You just don't know why you lie. Somebody asks you something, you know what you're supposed to say, but you always say the wrong thing. You got to be honest with yourself and write down these things that need God's help and self-control and power. Please don't continue on in this new year thinking things are going to get better for you just because you crossed over in 2023. Not so. You got to deal with the real. You got to write these things down and look at it. You might be frustrated, man. It might make you so upset because you just really having a come to Jesus moment. You just being honest with yourself. But this is the beginning of change. Because remember I said to you in the onset, fruit must be cultivated. You got to grow it. You got to get it out of the mud. You got to develop your self-control. You got to develop your faith. You got to develop your goodness, your gentleness, your joy, your peace, your long suffering. You do. God is not going to do that for us. I wish he would, but he's not. So we have to develop this and we got to acknowledge where we lack these issues. Be honest with yourself and pray about these things, man. Pray and understand that this area in my life needs some improvement. Stop making an excuse and go ahead and own it and do something about it. Point number three, pray about those areas that you need more self-control. Now, here's something I want to tell you about prayer. Prayer, I think, is one of the most misunderstood, abused ministries in the church because prayer is a dialogue. Prayer is not about you pulling out your list and talking about things you want God to change and who you want him to change and who the folk you want him to take off the planet. And this one is getting on your nerves and that one is getting on your nerves. No, prayer is about a dialogue. It's a conversation. It is you being real and honest with God. But watch this. We have to wait in the presence of God and allow him to minister to us. See, we telling God about it. And then we get up and then we go about our day. But the Lord says, you're being disrespectful. I had something I wanted to say to you. Until there's a dialogue, there is no prayer. Most of our prayer is a monologue. It's just you talking to God, but not waiting for him to talk to you. So we in prayer have to make sure we're praying about a situation. We need to wait and hear what God wants to say because he wants to bring some encouragement. He wants to bring some correction. He wants to bring some structure. He wants to bring some organization in your life. He wants to help you to see that maybe you should forgive. He wants to help you to see that maybe you don't show mercy or grace like you should. Come on now. This is what the Spirit of God wants to help us to do. He's there to help. So you got to ask for his assistance in it. Watch this. And wait in the presence of God until he talks to you. He will minister to you. He wants to help you. But again, many times we just praying and we just talking to God. We just talking to God. And he would say, okay, I'm done. Let me get up and go to work or let me get up and work out. I pray today. But until there's a dialogue, until God speaks back to you, you have not really and truly prayed about it. And that's what I ask people. I say to them, did you pray about it? And they'll say, yeah, I did. And then I'll say, well, what did the Lord say to you? And then I get a blank stare, crickets, nobody saying anything. That says to me that you really didn't pray about it because God has to say something back to you. He wants to give you some instruction. He wants to help you on your way. So yes, pray about those areas, but you need to wait and hear 
What is the strategy from heaven? What is it that God wants to say to you? And trust me, he will answer you. He will help you. He will show you what you need to do. And finally, number four, be accountable. One of the best ways to overcome any obstacle or keep focus on a task of any kind is to ask someone to keep you on track. There's nothing wrong with accountability. That is what's wrong with a lot of people. They don't want to be accountable to anyone, but you are not on the planet by yourself and you can't grow by yourself. These grace growers, these people are in your life, believe it or not, to sand you off, to get all those rough edges out of your life. Your spouse, your kids, your boss, people you come in contact with, Trust me, these people are divinely orchestrated by God to help you to grow the fruit that God wants you to grow. And so you can't do this by yourself. So allow that person to hold you accountable. You said you was going to do this. Why didn't you do it? You said you were going to do that. Why didn't you do it? When you slip and fall, don't be discouraged. Just admit the problem, talk through it and move on towards what you got to do. Don't give up. Don't quit. Things get hard. They get difficult. Sometimes you want to throw in the towel. I have felt that way, but I got to get on the phone with people that I'm accountable with. And I'll say to them, hey, man, I'm going through. I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with that. And they'll say to me, hey, man, this is what you were supposed to do. Why didn't you do it? You said you were going to do this in two weeks. Why didn't you do it? See, there are people in your life that want you to win. But in order for you to win, somebody got to keep you accountable. They are called a coach or a mentor or a best friend or somebody that just want to see you excel. Excel. Ultimately, at the end of the day, this is going to be a, a choice for you. Do you really want to grow in the things of God? So being accountable is a part of this process. So believe it or not, you already have self-control within you. It's just waiting on you to reel it in. If you take the time to examine the areas you need help with, seek God's favor and counsel. Trust me, he will help you and make your life much easier. So I want you to reread these four things. Go back over it again. Get that working in your life and watch what God will begin to do for you. Trust me, this is your year. And I know we've heard that so many times, but this is your year. You know why? Because you're going to do some different things. That's why this is going to be your year because you're going to hold yourself accountable and you're going to allow some people in your life to hold you accountable. This is your year because you're going to understand where the problems are. You're going to acknowledge some things and you're going to pray about it and you're going to put it together and some things for you are going to change. I believe that when you do this, your life is going to be so much more fulfilling. You only got one life in this body. Make it count every day. So no more blame deflecting, no more excuses, no more fussing, no more fighting. We got to get this thing right. I want to encourage you, develop the fruit of the spirit, develop your love, develop your joy, your peace, your long suffering. Take the time to do this. God is there to assist you. He's there to help you. You got to make the time to do the things that are most important to you. So I want to encourage you, watch this, do it today. I'm going to say it one more time. Do it today. Get that piece of paper out. Write those things down that you need some self-control over. Don't allow the sin. Don't allow the I in your life to take you out. Do it today and watch the Spirit of God help you. Well, that's all that I wanted to share with you today. If this episode blessed you, 
I want you to send me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Do it today. Let me know that this show was a blessing to you. We are reorganizing our website. And so we are almost there. So go to the website uh, every other day or once a week so that you can see the changes that are being made because I want to be able to stay up in contact with you. I want to be able to walk with you through the things that you're going through in your life so that I can empower you and encourage you with the things of God. That website is thomasadeloach.com. So I want you to go there check out different things that we'll be adding. We definitely want to interview some people, bring some other folks on to empower you, to help you in your walk with God. I realize that I'm not the only one that can share some good information. So my interviewing will be something that I want to achieve this year. And I really believe this is going to be worth your while. All right. I am always praying for you, believing God's best for you. I want you to gain self-control. You can do it. I believe in you and so does God. And remember to be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com and follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.